So the goal is to be in alignment from the root all the way to the crown. Now, is that possible all the time? No, we'd be silly to think so. But if we can find this oscillating pendulum of balance and come into balance at least for a moment, then that's where the magic happens. Look, you have every answer that you need within you, but can you translate the language that your body is speaking? I'm your host, Sam Harper, three-time cancer survivor and clinical trauma therapist, turned sound healer, spiritual guide, and co-founder of The Portal AZ. I know what it feels like to be out of alignment, and I'm here to guide you back home to the core of who you are. Tuning in to the frequency of the unshakable, confident, bold, worthy being that lives and breathes within you. Your vibrational frequency is just as unique as your fingerprints. This podcast is a space where I channel messages from the divine and share sound healing and spiritual commentary that will turn up the volume of the voice within you. When my energy and frequency is rising, so is that of yours. I rise, you rise, my friend. What is a sound healer and what do they do? A sound healer is, well, can be self-proclaimed. So you have to be careful with who you go see, right? But a sound healer essentially is anybody who is using instruments to help with healing of the body and a guide more so than anything else. I think healer can be used very strong and it's really like we're just guides and we're just the vessel in which sound can move through to help the other person remember that they are their own healer. How does sound healing work essentially? Sound healing works in the ways that we are made up of energy and vibration and any instrument is going to emit a certain frequency or tone that resonates in the body. So the sound penetrates through the body on an energetic level and literally shakes you at a cellular level. So it brings you back into alignment. So we know when we feel off, it's undeniable. We just feel off, we don't feel right. Maybe we don't know the reason why, but the sound will bring you back into alignment and then you all of a sudden feel good again or you feel lighter is what a lot of people come away from sound healing sessions of like, wow, I feel really light. And it's because you took the density of energy and moved it, shaked it back into where it's supposed to be, and then moved the things out of the way that aren't supposed to be there. So sending all energy out that's no longer mine or no longer serving me, same kind of idea. So sound healing is such an incredibly powerful modality where you don't have to use words, you just get to sit in the vibration of who you are and allow the medicine of the frequency to penetrate and work for you. I love that so much. And what I'm getting from this too is that I'm sure maybe there's some things that people can do to prepare themselves to come mm. into a session, but the beauty of it is it can impact anyone. Anyone. I've been doing these pop-up sound healings in very public places like the airport, the farmer's market. I went to the food court in a mall and nobody knows what I'm doing. They probably think I'm crazy. 
which is fine, but it is a collective, right? Because we're made up of energy, it will penetrate you no matter what, if you're trying, if you're not trying, if you set an intention or if you don't set an intention. But if you're coming into a session and you're wanting to prepare, it is best to have an intention on what you would like to experience in the session, but really let go of all expectations altogether because the body knows best. The body is so incredibly wise and is the best healer. So you can set your intention and the sound might have a different plan for you. Just like in life, like we have these big grandiose plans for our life and the universe is like, oh, that's cute. But let me show you what's even better. And that's the power of sound too. It shows you and it brings you into an experience. I have goosebumps as I'm talking about this. It brings you into an experience that is unexplainable. And that's the beauty of surrender. When you allow yourself to surrender to the process, that is when the magic really happens because it does what it needs to do without you directing it. But the power of intention too gives direction if you feel lost, right? We go about our day and without intention, a lot of times, most people I would say kind of go meander about their day without having a purpose for the day. Like, I guess I'll just let the day unfold the way it should which is great, but if you set an intention of, I wanna feel really powerful today, I wanna to be empowered, I wanna feel liberated today, guess what will show up for you? All of those things, because you're energetically in alignment with that intention, so it's bound to show up for you. So if you're coming to a session without an intention, you'll get the medicine that you need, but it's even stronger when you do have an intention. I love that. I've heard you talk about how there's like, literally different bowls that align or work with different chakras. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that and how, how you use that in your sound healing sessions? Yeah, it's a really big part of why the sound healing sessions are so powerful because it doesn't just directly relate to one part of the body. So all of these different bowls are aligned to the different portals, the different chakras of the body, the different energetic spaces of the body. And I'll go through them because it's really fascinating. So the root chakra is the base of the spine. So we're connected into the root, into our foundation, into how we find stability. And this frequency oftentimes will be more resonant or loud or might even feel off-putting if you're not grounded because your body needs to be grounded. So again, if you're out of alignment and the frequency feels really intense, that's an indicator that you need more of that. You need to come into alignment with that. So being grounded is really, really pertinent to our foundation and how we grow and expand from there. So roots, super important. The world and life can throw everything at you. And if you're not grounded, you'll fall over. Right? So I would say the root chakra is probably the most important out of all of the chakras to be in alignment with. The root chakra is the very first bowl that I got many, many years ago because my root was out of alignment. And that meant that I didn't feel secure. I didn't feel stable. I was worrying about finances all the time. Like there's a lot of things that disrupt your life when your root is out of alignment. So root chakra, super, super important to have that beautiful foundation to be able to grow from. 
From the root chakra, then we go into the sacral, the womb space for women, right below the belly button for men. The sacral chakra is how we're connected to creativity, to bringing into existence beautiful things like human life. But it's not always connected to human life. It's connected to art and fluidity and creation and being able to connect to the divine feminine. We all have divine feminine and divine masculine in us. That's what creates balance. And if we're out of alignment either, there's a lot to be said about that. But in the sacral chakra, this is how we create with flow. Not calculated, but this is when you will find yourself just dancing in the kitchen or singing in the car or the shower. This is the sacral really coming to life. So I love the sacral chakra because it really helps us enhance the passion that lives within us and it connects to our sexuality, right? And so those parts of us that are really beautiful and juicy and divine, from there we get to create whatever we want. This is where the power of manifesting comes in, is through the sacral chakra. Lots of people think it's through the crown or the third eye and really it's the sacral. Like, Are we connected to our ability to create on the outside what we feel on the inside? Sacral chakra is amazing. From there, we've got the solar plexus. The solar plexus is this space between the ribs behind the sternum where we find our gut instincts. This is where we find our inner power, our inner light our deep knowing of who we are. We also hold a lot of emotional energy in the solar plexus. So if we're feeling off, you can feel anxious energy moving through the space. You might not be able to take a full breath. You might feel like it's short and stagnant. You might start to feel the tinglings of anxiety start to bubble and rise into the chest space. The solar plexus is where we get that sucker punch of intuition and you have a choice. You either follow it or you don't. And if you don't, you'll get that lesson over and over and over and over again until you figure it out. (laughs) But the universe is really beautiful in providing a lot of opportunities for us to learn, lots of lessons for us to follow or not follow. And the solar plexus is where we find that connection to our power to our light force. So the solar plexus is connected to the sun, solar, light. How are we emitting our light into the universe? I wear the smoky quartz around my solar plexus to protect my solar plexus, to protect my light, to ground myself in my knowing, in my power. So solar plexus has a lot to do with our emotional environment, but also our confidence. And are we following our intuition? Your gut is always right. From there, we've got our heart chakra, the beautiful heart, to be open in the heart. I struggle, to be quite honest, with having my heart open because I know I'm not alone in this. My heart has been hurt many times. It's been wounded many times. And it takes a lot of discipline and courage and bravery to keep an open heart. So I always encourage people who are coming to sound sessions to allow the heart to be open through the back side of the body. The back side of the body is how we receive energy. The front side of the body is how we emit, how we give. We're really, really good at giving, but we're not as good as we are at receiving. So I like to encourage everybody to have an open heart and allow the frequency to do the work. 
because we can think that we're doing the work. I find myself doing this all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, my heart's open. And then something will happen and I'm like, nope, we're blocked. You're not coming in. <laughs> so it takes a lot of work, patience, and kindness to allow the heart to be open. I'd say the heart is probably one of the more difficult chakras to open if you've been in protection mode, if you've been in survival mode your whole life. The heart takes a lot. It holds a lot. It is heavy at times. It feels hurt often. And so it takes a lot of repairing and kindness and compassion and patience to crack it open without it snapping back like a Venus flytrap, right? So we want the heart to be really, really expansive and open. And that's when things start to flood in. That's when you find yourself in overflowing gratitude. And when we're in overflowing gratitude is when abundance is able to come in. So if you find yourself having a difficult time with attracting abundance, your heart might be closed. So it's an opportunity to encourage softness within the heart to be here to allow the heart to guide you. And then other things start to flow more naturally. The heart is really powerful. The heart has a frequency that goes about six feet beyond the body. So you can be connecting with somebody without words. You can be in an environment, you can be sitting across a desk from somebody and feel their heart. So if the heart is closed, there's nothing happening here. So you might ask yourself sometimes, like, why can I connect with this person? Like, what's happening? All of the words are happening. It sounds right, but they're still not the connection. It's either your heart is closed or their heart is closed, or maybe a combination of the two. So what happens though, is if you give yourself permission to have an open heart, that gives the person across from you permission to have an open heart because they feel safe, because they will feel your energy. And then it's like, hmm, People might not be aware of what it is, but it's a feeling. And you don't have to articulate or know anything about why it's happening, but trust the feeling that comes with it. The heart is incredibly powerful. From there, we've got the throat chakra. The throat chakra is one of my favorites. I say this about all of the bowls though. All of them are my favorite. But what's really powerful about the throat chakra is that we get to come into balance with the masculine and the feminine in the way that we speak. And what's so powerful about that is our words hold frequency, right? The same way any of these bowls hold frequency, we have an energetic signature in the way that we speak. So if we're out of balance in the throat chakra, we're maybe going to speak out of alignment, out of integrity for the self. And that's not always external. Sometimes that's internal. A lot of times that's internal of speaking toxic words to the self. Those ruminating thoughts of like, oh, I'm so stupid, or I'm ugly, or I'm no good, I'm an idiot. That is toxic vibration that you're feeding yourself. You're giving yourself food poisoning, essentially. So the beautiful thing about coming into alignment with the throat chakra is if you can find balance between the masculine and the feminine, where you speak with power and authority and courage and bravery and straightforward, combined with gentle compassion, kindness, and empathy, what do you think you're feeding yourself then? You're feeding yourself words that are healing, that are of love, that are of deep compassion. If we can't do that for ourselves, 
we surely cannot do that for others. So the throat chakra is incredibly important. I've had a closed throat chakra for a very long time or a wounded throat chakra. I've had cancer twice near the throat. And so there's been a lot of healing. So not necessarily speaking toxic words to myself, but there was toxic energy that was in my throat. So it's taken a very long time for me to be in balance with my throat. And what comes through that is you set appropriate boundaries for the self of like, I'm not going to speak toxic words to myself, but also speaking boundaries to those around you. So you have to be able to come into balance in the throat chakra. What dropped in for me earlier was that our words are an offering from source. So if source is working through us and our throat chakra is closed, we cannot offer what source is giving us. But if the throat is open and we're able to speak through that portal, it is an offering back to source. We're a vessel to, to speak. Not everybody can connect to source in the same way. And so allowing ourselves to be open through the throat, then we're doing bigger work that is beyond us, that is really, really beautiful. So the throat is a really powerful frequency that we hold and that is to be honored and compassionately in partnership with because it's what we feed ourselves, and it's what we put out into the universe. Again, if you want to manifest really powerful things, you better have an open throat chakra. If you want to speak about your worth, you better have an open throat chakra. If you want to speak leadership and inspiration and motivation, that comes with having an open throat chakra. So I encourage everybody to work on the throat. The work is never done in any scenario. <laughs> we just get to new layers. We get to new levels. Just when we think we're done healing, that is just another gateway, another door to be open to deeper parts of healing. So I encourage you to just continue down the road, continue down the path, and trust that the healing is coming. From there, we've got the third eye chakra. The third eye is the space that is between the eyebrows. This is where we connect to inner vision, to deep knowing, to source, to our guides, to angels. And if we're lucky enough, and this is not always true, but if we have a moment where we're open in the third eye, we can see visions. You can get a flicker of an idea. This is where our dreams come into play. And I've had the ability to have vision. And then some of my other spiritual gifts have come online and my vision was taken away completely. And I thought I did something like, what, how did I lose my vision? And really it was my other gifts that were tuning and sharpening and my vision came back, but it was with honing those other ones in that it was able to come back. But if the, the third eye is open, you might see vivid colors like a kaleidoscope, flickers and orbs of colors. You might see images. Maybe they make sense. Maybe they don't make sense, but they're all breadcrumbs that lead to where you're being guided to. This is also how you connect to your higher self. Our higher self is so incredibly wise. Been here before. So this is not the first time we're doing this, but we have to trust that what has been given to us through messages, through visions, through colors, that it all has significance. So if the third eye is closed, what can happen is you feel tension in the forehead, 
Maybe there's tension in the temples. Maybe you're thinking about one thing over and over and over again, ruminating on one thought and it just doesn't ever stop. It is very frustrating. It feels very heavy and it's locked. So breathing into the space, allowing the frequency to open you up so that you can get that clear vision. So they have clarity about where your path is, what your purpose is, and maybe not fully, maybe you only get the next step ahead. Maybe you get 20 years down the road, if we're lucky. <laughs> and that can change too. So the third eye opens up to this world that is different, is multidimensional. It has no limitations. It has no cap. The third eye is incredibly powerful for connecting to source and getting the hidden answers, the secrets, right? So we don't have to figure it all out ourselves. It's given to us. We just have to be supported in allowing the third eye to open up. And then finally, we have the crown chakra. The crown chakra is the very top of the head, how we receive information and energy and how information and energy moves up and through us. A few things happen with the crown chakra. We're either wide open in the crown and it's like a funnel to the world and we're taking in everything, all the stimulus, all of the feedback, all of the opinions, all of the unsolicited advice, all of the news, the propaganda, everything. It's a lot. It's overstimulating. So we don't want to be a funnel to the world. We want to narrow that a bit, but we also don't want to be closed. If we're closed in the crown chakra, nothing's moving. Nothing's moving in, nothing's moving out. And that feels really difficult, heavy on the body. We're like locked into this space. This is where limitations come in. Limiting beliefs, get stuck. So we need to break through the crown chakra and find this beautiful pillar between you and your higher self, you and source, you and light. And that's when energy really starts to move. So allowing almost like this shower of light to come through the body to cleanse you. And that's when clarity comes in. So similar to the third eye chakra, the crown, if it's closed, can feel heavy, can get brain fog, can feel more tired, it can feel confusing. Same with if it's very, very open. You don't know what's your voice, what's your higher self, what's your guides versus what somebody else told you. So that's why it's really important to find these barriers, these boundaries between you and the outside world because really you are given a message and a purpose that is specifically designed for you. So it doesn't matter what somebody else has to say about it. If you hear yourself and hear your calling and you're open to receiving that, everything starts to make sense. Maybe not initially because I'm given messages sometimes and I'm like, that doesn't make any sort of sense. But it does if I follow it. If I just continue to take one step in front of the other and listen to the guidance, then it all starts to connect. It's like a locked into place. So crown chakra is incredibly important to help move energy through the body. So the goal is to be in alignment from the root all the way to the crown. Now, is that possible all the time? No, we'd be silly to think so. But if we can find this oscillating pendulum of balance and come into balance at least for a moment, then that's where the magic happens. And we have to go from one side to the other. It's polarity. It's how life works. It's the yin. It's the yang. It's the feminine. It's the masculine. We have to have both to find the center, to find alignment, to find that sweet spot. 
So if you're not in balance all the time, don't worry. None of us are. <laughs> Literally none of us are. But it's a moment balance that is important. Thank you for sharing in the sacred journey of the frequency of me, where I am you and you are me. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with another divine soul and tag me on Instagram at Sam underscore E underscore pants so I can show you all of my deep gratitude. This podcast is sponsored by The Sound Chamber.